Vote for Brad and Ned on November 3rd. The stakes are too high for you to stay home. One, two, a one, two, three, go! Brad and Ned's! Top five everything. Hello. I'm sorry, what did you say? I said hello. Oh, hello. I'm sorry, I didn't see you come in. I didn't see you come in. I didn't uh, see you set up this computer and this microphone. Yeah, it's a lovely microphone. Uh, if only if only our fans could see uh, how beautiful this microphone is. It's so cool. We commented this on, I think, the original Brad and Ned at the 55. Really? We oh, made, my God. This is a callback to how nice our microphone is. Yeah, we made a comment about it back then, and here we are. Did, was was my comment the fact that this is so nice? It shows that podcasting has gone beyond, like the realm of producers and now it's like a consumer thing if like you're if you want yeah. like a visually attractive microphone such yeah. as ours you know you've got to yeah yeah you're, you're not up. doing it you're, you're not, not doing, doing it right. for the you're not doing, you're doing you're not doing it for the clicks you're exactly. doing it for yeah, yeah to impress so your true. friends that's very true by well, the way are you impressed by the fact I'm that i have impressed. a podcast thanks man yeah we're, we're the only two people there listening <laughs> yeah, exactly so we're impressing each other uh you know what impresses me as well what's that democracy you know what can we can we jump can we hold that for a second because i actually had a thought about this why the hell are we doing this this thing that we're we're... this this podcast not not just this podcast but why are we podcasting because i actually had a thought about this the other day Ah. actually today okay because i mean it you know the fact that you know it's you me and my mom who are listening yeah listening my mom's tuning in periodically yeah Yeah. and Uh, the thing is it's structured conversation right it is nobody might be listening but like where else would you call up your friend and be like, hey, man, you want to come over to my house and talk for two hours? About, on a subject. On a subject about battles of World War II. And if you did call me up without the, the pretext of a podcast, I would be like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's Even true. though I do want to talk for two hours about World War II, the fact that you asked me just out of the blue is weird. But if yeah. you called me up and said, hey, you want to be on my podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will be there for I've some structured this. conversation. So I think uh, it's very self-serving. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think uh, we're doing it. this for ourselves. I'm done with it. Yeah. Well, you know what else is self-serving? What else is it? Democracy. Democracy. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get you killed it. There. I, Holy cow! You are the master ramp, of the segue. I saw that on yeah. ramp, and <laughs> yeah. I wanted to take yeah. it repeatedly. Uh, yeah, democracy, and democracy is effected through elections. Absolutely. And we have identified uh, our top five ish. Yeah, always stress it's that. Ish. Yep. It's always ish top five elections yeah let's talk about them okay you have more than me so why don't you get the ball rolling okay so i think first we have to deal with the elephant in the room i'm just gonna go feed it some hay (laughs) peanuts what what elephants eat that was a a peanuts there was a bit of miming going on there that no one else is gonna see where i I was feeding an elephant peanut based diet the the one election that we're not going to be talking about is the one we probably a specter sh- is haunting Europe. A specter is haunting this podcast. Yeah, and that is the 2016 election, U.S. It presidential is, election. Uh, yeah, is yes. there any other? I I assume there were other there was elections a lot of in, other elections in 2016. Maybe, but if I the say the 2016 that election, everyone knows you know what I mean, about. right? And yeah. we're not talking. We're about We're not going to talk one about it. I do think it is. So again, I mean, these podcasts are all about our top five. And, you know, and we can justify them, but I think we're going to justify our top five elections due to their impact, I yep. think, to some degree. 
Uh, and certainly... And just their interest. Like, and their interest, Some yeah, elections are just interesting. Interesting. Um, I, I do think that the 2016 U.S. presidential election is impactful, and I think it's interesting for different reasons. It's just a little too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. Too soon, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't... It's, uh, We're not that kind of podcast. It's more of a current event podcast. We, yeah, exactly. We are yeah. not a hot takes podcast. No. We are, we are cold Go somewhere takes. else for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're cold takes yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. We're phoning it in. All right, but so I'm gonna I'm gonna edge as close to that election as I think we can get within, within the parameters of our because I think you're gonna show. set up where we are now. Yeah, I'm gonna States. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you kids where it all went wrong, and I'm gonna say it all went wrong. The 2000 U.S. presidential election, Bush, Bush v. Gore. Gore. Bush, v. Bush Gore. v. Gore. Name of an election. Name of a Supreme Court case. Both of which will be addressed in this this Both podcast. Stem from the exact. Yeah. Same and course. honestly, I. Th- think we're going to talk more about the supreme court case than uh than the, the election, election. I, you know for for literally those kids out there who don't know what happened during during bush v gore basically it was essentially a tie in the in the popular vote no sorry it wasn't a tie in the popular vote it was gore won in the popular, gore won vote. The popular vote but in the, in, in the electoral college um but save for, for, but for florida. florida florida now this is interesting so we were just talking about this before we came on air the Electoral College now, you know, in 2016, it's like everybody's bitching about the Electoral College. Yeah. And and obviously the Electoral College is is an anti-democratic, a non-democratic feature of the, the American democratic system. It's a holdover. Yeah, it's a, it's a holdover. A you know, time. I mean, we, we complain about first past the post, but the Electoral College is sort of first past the post on steroids in, yeah. in, to some respect. The thing is... For the entirety of the 20th century, I think people recognize that, oh, this Electoral College is a weird, antiquated, sort of vestigial limb, you know, an appendix, whatever, left over from earlier times. But it just wasn't an issue because the popular vote and the Electoral College vote all lined up. Exactly. So before 2000, there had only been three instances where the popular vote and the Electoral College vote had not lined up. And that was like 1824, 1860-something uh, or other, or 70-something or other, and 1888. So all in the 19th century. From 1888 to 2000, just wasn't an issue. From 2000 to 2016, it's been an issue. Three, three times. Three times. Three times. Well, I think the... Oh, no, 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 twice. No, twice, twice. Only the first uh, Bush... Election. The Bush, yeah, yeah. Oh no, Bush, no, he we're beat, he beat, he beat Kerry. Yeah, Kerry. And then, of course, the most recent U.S. presidential election. And and obviously, obviously, two thousand sixteen, which we will not talk about. No, no yeah. exactly. Yeah. So here we are. We, here we are. We're at a tie on the electoral college, but for the state of Florida. Yeah. Go. Okay, so so yes. this is this is what happened. Now, now, some of you, God, I don't even like reading about this today. Brought back not even painful memories, just like sort of. Tired, tedious memories. Like the hanging the, chat. Ch- hanging chat hanging is exactly chats. what I was going to say. A timeless quality. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know why we don't use electoral machines, or I don't know why Americans use electoral machines, yeah. and I don't know which one is better and which one is worse. I've been an, an invigilator on, on elections. Oh, yes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and like the paper ballot seems to work fine. Yeah. Uh, the way you count them is you've got you've got the member of well the three parties. Yeah. Um, and they all there, agree. And you all agree, and and then you you sign off. The way the Americans were doing it, and it varies from state to state, and that's actually very crucial. Is that the the way um, elections work in the states is each state, the states being the United States, each individual state is responsible for certifying and regulating the counting of votes within their state right so the secretary in florida for instance um 
the the legislature set rules under the Fed, the Florida Elections Act, um, and the the Secretary of State, who was a Republican, mm-hmm. uh, Kathleen Harris, was responsible for for certifying the elections. So what they had is they had a bunch of they had a bunch of machines. The machines were were fairly antiquated. They were there were a lot of punch card punch machines, card machines where, yeah. where like mechanically would push holes in yeah. in a piece of cardboard. And I guess the notion being, you know, like the, those old those old computers like Apu used yeah. to, the, to program. Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about Apu or is he? Is but he? There's a problem with Apu. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, there's there's a Simpsons character <laughs> who was at Caltech and uh, created a punch card computer program. Anyway. Uh, some machines didn't push all the way through. Well, or they pushed all the way through. But the, but but the, the piece of cardboard piece didn't come of up. cardboard would still be stuck. The, fact the most ridiculous thing The thing that we're talking of. about this right now... Oh, it's now unbelievable. Is, is insane. Anyway, unbelievable. There, was, there was ambiguity as to whether this vote was a full vote or not a vote and whether it really reflected the elector's intent. The, the piece of cardboard with either, you know, an, an incomplete punch or a hanging chad. Mm-hmm. Hanging chad being the piece of cardboard hanging off after the after the punching has been completed the count went through the mechanical count went through it was incredibly close it was incredibly close in particularly in four counties dade being one of them um to the point where i've heard varying numbers but it was down so, uh, it was in the hundreds yeah like and, the and, difference was and, in the hundreds my understanding is the democrats did win the state the democrats did it, win the it, state on a full state count, but right. on a county by county, county count, vote, the Republicans yeah. won it. Now, I spent way too much of this afternoon trying to piece through. I actually read the Florida Supreme Court decision, decision. Um, on on this. I did not read the uh, the the U.S. Supreme well, Court, I but I had read it in the past. Court. But I read certainly um, yeah some uh, some summaries of it. It's incredibly technical, and I'm not going to do justice to to the details of okay. it. But basically, what it comes down to is. A, a, an issue of recount and an issue of timelines. So, so Kathleen Harris, who is the the Florida Secretary of State, said, "Okay, everybody has to get the the vote was in November. I can't remember mm-hmm. even the date, so I apologize for that. So let's just say the the vote was on day X in November two thousand. Kathleen Harris says all all um, counties have to send me their their total votes by X plus seven right. in November." And I will certify it on X plus eight. Um, four counties were were um, Gore had asked for a, a recount okay. as he as he was allowed to do, and and they had written to Kathleen Harris and said, "Look, you know, under these these tight timelines, we're not going to get our recount done." She basically said, "Tough luck." Mm-hmm. They went to court. They went to the Florida Supreme Court. The Florida Supreme Court, if I understood the the ruling correctly, and I'm not sure that I did, said, "Hang on a second. No, no, no." You can't do a county by county recount. You've got to do a whole state, state recount, recount, and it's got to be done by, by I think December the twelfth right. was when you had to have it completed. This then went up to the Supreme Court, who first stayed uh, the Florida Supreme Court judgment, and then actually considered this issue, the, mm-hmm. the issue itself. Now, the issue that it was decided on is very interesting. It's actually the 14th Amendment, which is the Equal Protection Clause, which basically says that everybody's entitled to equal protection under the laws. Now, it was a 5-4 court, by which I mean it was five Republican appointees, four Four Democrat appointees. On the issue of remedy, it was a 5-4 decision. Yeah. But on the issue of whether the Equal Protection Clause applied and whether it had been violated, it was actually a 7-2 decision. So seven of the the justices said that, no, 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 a county-by-county recount is a violation of 
of the Equal Protection Clause because there was no single standard applying across the state as to how you're going to assess whether this a whether this is a vote for Bush or Gore or, or whether it's a legitimate vote because right. you know either that that piece of cardboard is hanging off or there's just sort of this bump as opposed to yeah. a full puncture and all those things. So seven to two said a county by county is a uh, is a violation. Where the the party split, the five four split on the court was the remedy, and the remedy that the five the Republicans came up with was no no no. stay all the recounts and basically cancelled all the recounts. Right. At which point it reverted back to the decision that Kathleen Harris would certify, which is that That. Bush had won. The remainder, uh, the the Democrats who had said that there was an equal protection violation said, no, no, just go back to the Florida Supreme Court, get them to clarify what they meant by by this this December 12th deadline and, you know, give them some flexibility to to figure it out. So charitably, it was a decision between, you know, sort of allowing everybody to have their vote count versus getting some finality and, and um, you know, resolution to the election. To, to the, yeah, the Republicans this, being on the side of resolution, the uh, yeah. the Democrats being on the side of everybody gets their vote vote to count. Because if you, to go back in time, I mean, obviously we're of an age that we were, 2000 is not yeah. a long time ago. I remember this election. Yes. And it was months. Yes. Months before... There was no president elect. Yeah. For, I mean, you know, normally a U.S. presidential election for Sunday in November, president elect until January, then that's the end of it. Yeah. This went through, Chris, this went through December. Now, I've got a question. This is going to take us a bit off topic. It's sure. It's still going to be within the, the you know, the, the confines of, of this election. You say you remember this election. I do. Do you remember what the issues at stake in no, this election were. I don't. I don't at all. All I remember I is compassionate conservatism no. and whether George Bush was smart enough to be president. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's was he all that I remember. Stupid or yes. Or... I have no idea what this election so, was about but as this I is, do square codes. This around. is where okay. I, I when you first brought this up, because we kinda you know, we batted around our, our choices tonight a little bit. When you first brought this up, I thought this is an interesting choice. This is an interesting election for the exact reasons that yeah. You have just discussed, yeah. you know, the jurisprudence behind it, the complexities of it, the flaws in the electoral college system, uh, the take on the jurisprudence from the Florida Supreme Court, vice the the, the uh, U.S. Supreme Court, uh, the that which, again, reflects some flaws in how U.S. Uh, Supreme Court justices are appointed and the obvious political mm-hmm. uh, leanings that they have in their rulings. This is interesting across the board. But I was wondering myself is it impactful i think it is and i think it is too okay yeah so i and we're probably thinking the exact same thing and it's impactful not because of whatever was important in that election because we don't even know what was important (laughs) that election yes it's important because what happened very shortly after that election the yeah the the attack the 9-11 attacks and america's response not just immediately after the 9-11 attacks which you know, and we could go into a whole, uh, you know, use ad bellum uh, discussion on. Let's not. Yeah, let's not I've, do it. I've already butchered a butchered American yeah. uh, electoral law. Let's, let's, let's not, not crush butcher. international yeah. law. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 
you know, I, I think, you know, America's immediate response yeah. to the war in Afghanistan probably, you know, would something like that would have probably yeah. been done by a Democratic president. What's more interesting is the with the neocons that were in Wolfowitz, um, uh, Cheney, um, Rumsfeld. It's interesting the route America took in the four years after this election yeah. and that I'm not confident. And, and we're still feeling that. So, so that's one impact of this. Yeah. The other impact of this, I think, actually goes back to the fact that we can't even remember what essentially they were arguing about. Agreed. But what it got de- decided on was strict partisan lines. And I think that, the like, we, content be damned, they, we're just talking partisanship we're here. We're talking Republicans versus Democrats. And, and, and I we'll think never... that is one of the lasting impacts. You're right. That is the other impact. Actually, in hindsight, this is a very impactful election. For these two reasons, uh, you know, we're still feeling and, it, and my point is maybe less solid because it's very hard to determine what where the route a Democratic president would have taken after 9-11. Very hard to say. But your point is very solid. I think you can directly draw the linkages yeah. to the division in American political, yeah. political society, but just American society now. Yeah. From this 2000 Particularly election. politics. I mean, I, I feel it sort of peeled off. Like, it was being peeled off all through the 90s with, you know, the the Lewinsky and the, yeah. the Starr investigation yeah. and the impeachment. A little but bit. But when, when it comes down to, we've essentially got a tie, let's throw this to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court divides exactly On along the lines, lines of who appointed them. Yeah. It's, you, you, you can't say this is anything other than a partisan game. You yeah, can't exactly. say that... That this was an election fought about ideas. This so, was an election fought for power between two um, organizations. And what that means going forward is it becomes so absolute now. Yeah. You have to win elections. You have to appoint Supreme Court yeah. justices. You know, you've got to do these things. And the division and the um, the conversation is far less, um, not amicable, because, I mean, yeah. you know, it's politics. It's the way it works. But... You know, lawmakers are no longer seeking consensus. They are literally lined yeah. up against each other. Yeah. And, that, and that's been the case of America. America now is at the point where some would argue it is almost ungovernable to some degree. And we don't want to weigh into that. No, tonight. no, let's not, let's not go there. But but, yeah. but I think if, if it is or if that conversation is even use, useful having, I think it stems from this 2000 yeah. election. I agree with you. So one other question that arises from this before we move on to the next one is, is one that I was looking at. Because this election was so close, so it was obviously Bush v. Gore, but there yeah. was a third, there was probably a few others because, you know, there's always fringes. But there was a third candidate on the ballot, Ralph Nader. Yes, that's true. The, now he got a, a, a Green Party candidate, or did he not he, even was, have that? I don't even know that he was. I don't Green even party. know if he had a Green yeah. Party label. No, no. Then. Yeah, I generally have a lot of time for Ralph Nader, but he took a lot of flack for this as the spoiler, as yeah. the reason. And now I've I've read some some analysis that said no, 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 he actually didn't siphon off votes from Gore or enough votes in from Florida Gore. or across in in Florida specifically okay. in Florida. Like I've seen I've seen analysis that was, yeah specifically like, like, in Florida. But what about other? states that the republicans mm. won either way what what the, the point i'm gonna make because i actually don't know yeah is should we be mad at, at third party people no we shouldn't because yeah i mean it's an because i'm not i no, sort of feel like shouldn't be if if gore isn't giving you what you want then yeah, you, you vote for ralph yeah. nador and yeah. no i agree with you i agree with you and and i mean this is democracy and i mean the classic statement is you know be you know be 
you know, mindful of the democracy you get, yeah. you know, um, that, that quote will never get old. Um, this is how it works, man. Mm. And people get to make their choices. And if there's this third party, a viable third party candidate, they get to make that choice. And I mean, blaming this on Ralph Nader is, is not appropriate. Do you know Ralph Nader has established a, uh, museum of tort law? I have no idea. Well, he's famous for yeah. So, so uh, he, the Ford Pinto was it? Uh, so was no, car? no, no. It was before that because it was unsafe the at Convair? any speed. Yeah, I think it was the Convair. Yeah, yeah, unsafe at any speed. So, so anyway, yeah. he's, he's he's got this. I I don't know if it's him personally or his organization. I've forgotten what it's called. But has established like this this museum to like high points in in American tort law in terms of like consumer protection, which is like that's so cool. That is I think kind that's of cool. really because tort yeah. law is so driven by like old uk jurisprudence yeah you know uh you know the snail in your ginger beer snail and, like your, and your carbolic smoke bomb. carbolic smoke bomb uh it's interesting you have a, by yeah. i mean i think it's the you know, yeah. america has become very litigious so probably but and, and it usually but, but the, the interesting thing is like usually when people say oh america is so litigious they mean it in a bad sense yeah but but, but, but this I think, is i think ralph's point sense. is that yeah oh no it's great because it's this good. is this is people you know standing up to uh yeah. To corporations yeah exercising a degree of civil rights yeah yeah no i agree yeah. with you good choice my man good one uh so uh you know and and, and i i think of the elections we're going to look at tonight uh, my choices uh your choices i mean we are a bit western centric there's probably discussions for that. I mean, the West Western liberal democracies yeah. are kind of where elections flow. Oh, but, man, you know what? Now I'm sort of feeling like there's probably some amazing elections. In Japan. In Yeah. Well, I think South the liberals, liberals always win in Japan. That's true. Well, it's hard to say. One time. That was like one time. Or maybe the time that's like the pre... Or the, no, the pan one over the pre and max. Anyway, that, yeah. there's, there's all kinds of there is, and and maybe we're a bit centric here, but yeah. I think I think we're choosing elections uh, for their interest yeah. or their impactfulness. Also, things that we know enough about that we can talk for, which know, unfortunately is just a reality. Minutes and, and I yeah. wanted to put that out there yeah. for anyone who is listening, and it's yeah. you know it's God, our yeah. parents, and that's the end of it. I, I really do want anyone listening thinking, yes, we acknowledge these are very more Western-centric elections. Yeah. I acknowledge that. That's not right. It's just really what more we know yeah. about. Yeah. Please, I invite you to to bring your own podcast to draw attention oh, to interesting and impactful podcasts. elections of different areas. We'll be like Drake and Pusha T. Uh, I anyway. have no, yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be more fun. Yeah. It'll yeah. actually be good. Yeah. I enjoy that. So keeping with that, uh, we're going to look at another U.S. presidential election. And uh, which one is that? 1860 U.S. Woo! presidential We're election. Going We're going to go back to the old time. timey times. Old timey times. Uh, but what uh, possibly could have interest could have happened in 1860? Yes. So I think less interest. Well, no, still interesting. No engagement of the of the U.S. Supreme Court uh, or any courts at any levels, but yeah. still interesting in regards of the division of popular vote and electoral colleges, uh, electoral college votes, but impactful. Uh, up the yin yang. I my yin yang is yin pretty yang impacted is by here. yes. So uh, for anyone who chronic impactment in the chronic impactment in the election. Yeah. So if any, for anyone who's not really familiar with what happened in 1860 or who got elected in 1860, uh, the candidates uh, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> you'll know him as. Uh, what, who did he play in Last of the Mohicans? He played I, Hawkeye. He played Hawkeye in Last of the Mohicans. No, we had uh, John C. Beckenridge for the Southern Democrats. Yeah. Oh, hint, yeah, hint. Yeah, yes. Um, Stephen Douglas for the Northern Democrats. Hint, hint. John Bell for the Constitutional Unionists. And a gentleman by the name of Abraham Lincoln 
running for the Republican Party. I'm a constitutional unionist man myself. Yeah. Always have been. <laughs> Always will be. So I think now we've given a hint to why this election yeah. ended up being so impactful on, on uh, U.S. history. The politics leading up to the... Vicious. Vicious and confusing. Yeah. So yeah. talk me through this. And none of it is even going to be any simpler as we discuss it tonight. Yeah. So what you ended up happening was, I think, prior to the election, you did have a Democratic president in office. And um, the vice president was uh, actually du um, Douglas, Stephen Douglas. And he was a uh, Illinois Northern Democrat. And so he, uh, you know, they, they still had a uh, caucus or a leadership convention to choose a Democratic leader. But the Southern Democrats were, you know, and we have to flip things because we now we have this idea of Democrats progressive leftists yeah. republicans rainbow uh, coalition and all. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. more conservative so you know and this isn't you know accurate i don't want to get too 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 in lines here but you sort of this idea of terms of you know voting along um racial lines you know you would typically have um you know black uh, african-americans voting democrat and and not republican back in this time things were swapped uh, Democrats and uh, Southerners overwhelmingly voted Democrat. Yeah. Overwhelmingly. No, I mean, that was the case up until, you know, what, the Southern Until the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, until the 60s, the Dixiecrats. So uh, Stephen Douglas was the vice president at the time, Was uh, went to the convention, and Southern uh, Democrats, they had one issue. They were one issue. Uh, <laughs> I can't caucuses. imagine what that issue was going to be. It was slavery. Yes. That was all they cared about. And uh, the issue of slavery uh, had been percolating for quite some time. I mean, this wasn't just like all of a sudden 1860. Yeah. Slavery? Oh, yeah, we still have that? Yeah. No, 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 no. This had been percolating well into the 1840s, you know, for almost 20 years now. Because the northern states, nor quote-unquote northern states, uh, had long abolished s slavery. And the economy of the South, and there's a whole conversation here, but the economy of, of the South had never really adjusted and was hinged on slavery. Large plantations, agrarian population, agrarian, um, sorry, uh, economic engine that really only functioned if slaves were part of the equation. So they were very concerned about Douglas as an Illinois uh, Democrat, not representing their interests uh, in the upcoming presidential election. So what did they do? Despite um, uh, Douglas winning the um, Democratic nomination, they decided to field their own candidate as a Southern Democrat, and that is so, John C. Breckinridge. I don't really understand American politics. Like, there's certain things like, like, I don't really understand how the parties work there. They seem to work very differently from how they work here. And, like, things like yeah. write-in candidates and, yeah. like, and yeah. primaries where, like, anyone can vote in primaries the Primaries and caucuses, which yeah. are a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like, very, anyway. very challenging. We're not going to get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. I just we'll wanted, to, just wanted to announce my ignorance to the world. So you ended up having two Democratic candidates. And the narrative... Uh, would indicate that this ended up being important. I don't think that is actually true. And we'll talk a bit about that when, when we talk specifically on the election. Um, the There was a fourth candidate. Of course, we know who the Republican candidate was, Abraham Lincoln. And uh, the fourth candidate was a gentleman by the name of John Bell. He was a Tennessee, um, I think a Tennessee state legislator. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, he was a leader of one of the party that ran basically... On one 
issue and on this one election that's the constitutional unionists who sort of had this idea of like listen the constitution will is is pure the, and the union is pure and so if we just follow the constitution and keep the union together this will all work itself out i remember these guys yeah yes. okay there yes. were like a, a there was there was they were actually a, a blend of the know nothings yeah and the old wigs okay yes. that's where they came that's, from yes yeah. i do remember this who has a party called the know nothings well, uh, I, they, political movement. Yeah. yeah, called the Know Nothings. It's one of those cases. I mean, it's it's like Whigs and Tories. I can't yeah. remember what Whigs are. Tories, I believe, are horse thieves. Where yeah, exactly. where you get you get called this name by your opponent and you adopt it for yourself. It's, and you co opt it for yeah, yourself. Yeah. So um, we're going into the election, eighteen sixty. Now we've got our four candidates. Lincoln recognizes the reality of uh, what he's facing in terms of the the split Democratic vote, and. Um, you have to realize that the southern states didn't even have Lincoln on the ballot. See again, because how each can you do that? Because states their, control yeah. it. So, yeah. so the 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 original secession states, uh, of which there was initially I think four, and then the remaining ones followed after, uh, didn't you couldn't even vote for Lincoln if you wanted to vote for you could not vote for a Republican. Presumably, candidate. you could do you a could write, write it, it in. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, because there was people with guns. That were there at every, yeah. uh, and some of these states actually had like public voting. And so the amount of like voter uh, intimidation was pretty impressive, yeah. yes, especially imagine. in 1860 yeah. where guns were more, even more ubiquitous as they are now. Um, so yeah, you have, so Lincoln understands, totally appreciates the fact, listen, I'm not going to, you know, even if I was on the ballot in these Southern states, they're not going to elect me. Lincoln's a, um, an abol, you know, essentially an abolitionist president. I mean, you know, the Republican Party is strong in New York. It's strong in Detroit and Chicago and these northern industrial towns where slavery and these states and slavery has long been gone. Um, you know, and and I'm not going to say that these northern states are by any means not racist. That's not true in this time period, but their economies have advanced that they just don't see the purpose behind this rather uh, archaic institution and would just like to see it gone. I mean, America was taking some flack internationally at this time from France and from Great Britain. And I think there was a sense of like, okay, America needs to move forward. This sort of old vestige of a previous time, we need to drop it. And I also think sort of the, the merchants of, of the Northeast saw slavery as kind of unfair competition as well potentially but you have to understand these economies were very different yeah you know the southern economy was almost exclusively a a agricultural based economy yeah and the northern economy certainly there's farmers in the north no one would say there's not but they're more industrialists and another sticking point i think is also like the, the the fugitive slave laws where so yeah you know if you had a slave who had escaped to the north where there was no slavery you Southern could agents could come out, get, get him. So, Pull so essentially, him you're yeah. kind of exporting the the maliciousness of slavery you know, into non-slave states. You know, the star that we now would associate with, like a sheriff or law enforcement. Yeah, that's what it was. That, get out. That's what they would wear. That's what oh. Southern uh, slave hunters, or yeah. whatever their names were, would wear to identify themselves. That's where it flows from. That's- that is disturbing. Really creepy. Yeah. That is disturbing when you think of it. Uh, anyways, so Lincoln focuses all his campaigning on these northern states. Okay, 
uh, recognizing, and he literally crunched the numbers here to some degree, I think, because he's looking at the Electoral College votes. And he's like, listen, if I win these northern states, I don't even need these southern states. Uh, I think I, Hillary did something like that. Yeah. I don't need your campaign. Oh, Trump. Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, un, uh, unlike other people yeah. recently, it worked overwhelmingly well for yeah. Lincoln. Yes, yes. So, and this is where I wanted to sort of inject here. So this idea that I think some uh, political commentators have said, well, yes, naturally the Democrats lost because they split their votes between Northern and Southern Democrats, you know, Douglas and Beckenridge. But that's not actually true. The percentage of popular vote uh, might add up to Lincoln, pretty close, but the electoral college votes, not even close. Lincoln ends up winning 180 electoral college votes by carrying 18 states. The uh, Southern Democrats carry uh, all the 11 uh, Southern states. Yes. With 72 electoral college votes. And Douglas only carries his home state um, of Illinois with um and he's the northern democrat he's the northern yeah. democrat with 10 electoral college votes so you're only going to get well, 80, you, 84 you electoral off because the know nothings would buy sort of uh, so well the Whigs would be republicans the know nothings would be democrats, would be in, democrats. In, you know in, in another world yeah and i mean even the voting in the southern states i mean it's not easy to just say well okay southern democrats are just going to win these states there was a lot of interesting vote divisions within the states and and the northern counties and various counties because you had a lot of uh, recent uh, immigrants in some of the northern southern states, border states. Yeah, uh, you had uh, a lot of uh, recent like Dutch, um, uh, uh, like Pennsylvania Dutch uh, farmers who were very religious people, and slavery to them yeah. was abhorrent, and they would have been voting. Uh, Republican on this yeah. case, or writing in candidates, or they were voting constitutional unionist because they couldn't vote Republican for the the hope. Oh that, right, yeah, the yeah, hope yeah. that they're like their belief. What Bell said that like listen, the Constitution and the well, union will sort itself. This, out. Isn't this where West Virginia comes from? Because I mean, well, Virginia. This is how it so you had, you had sort of Eastern Virginia, which yeah, is these so large Virginia was very much a Southern Democrat yeah. uh, holdout. And then the western portions of Virginia were not, and they, yeah, which is uh, Appalachian and not, not exactly, and they would have either wrote economy. in somewhat yeah. for Lincoln or voted Bell, and so, and this is how end up West Virginia ends up sort of breaking out and becoming its own state. So the um, percentage of popular vote is interesting. Lincoln carries thirty nine point eight percent of the popular vote, okay, uh, with one hundred eighty electoral college yeah. votes in eighteen states. Um, so Breckenridge, who is the Southern Democrat mm-hmm. candidate, and I mean, Southern Democrats carries all those states, but he only wins 18% of the popular vote. He wins all of the Southern states with yeah. 70 electoral college votes. Well, I mean, it's much less he, populated. Yeah. Much less populated. Yeah. Um, Douglas, who only wins one state, okay? Yeah. He wins his home state, the Northern Democrat. He ends up getting 30% of the popular vote. How does... Okay, so because because, because he's getting out, a, yeah, yeah, because he yeah, is still right. running himself as a candidate in northern states yeah. and in you know and in uh, so in California that, yeah. and Oregon and blah blah blah. So he's still getting votes, uh, some Democratic votes in northern states. You know, so his percentage of popular vote is fairly high. So it's I, actually the second highest. He wins the least number of electoral college votes. Do you know how like? college votes are allocated i actually have no idea i thought and it was I, on your number of your seats your congressional seats 
or something like this. Yeah, that sounds right. So this would really take like a 40-second Wikipedia search, and I'm just not going to do no, it. No, I'm not going to do it either. Because so honestly, because it's I mean, very easy. And also the other thing about, it. like, like the, the joy about the arbitrariness or, or arguing or complaining about the arbitrariness of the Electoral College is how opaque it is. And, you know, if the less we know, the more fun we can have, you know, yeah, complaining about the injustice. Apart, that the weirdness. That, well, in this yeah. case, I mean, again, like, I, I you know, you know, national vote 30 percent he only carries one state and gets elected and 12 yeah. college votes from that but i mean i mean that's what i mean by first past the post on this uh, on, on, on steroids, steroids. It's, it's like unbelievable it's like you only have 50 seats essentially he only yeah. was 10 percent of the popular vote behind lincoln and lincoln carries 180 yeah. electoral college you votes. know who would have won that election if he was on the ballot talk to me bernie Bernie Sanders. Bernie would have won. Would have won 1860. That. Feeling the burn. Bernie. Yeah, I think he was alive then too. Yeah, actually, I think he, was, yeah. he would have been an eight. He would have yeah. crossed over as a as a Lincoln supporter. Okay, so here we are. Now we're done. We've got the the election. The Southern Democrats. Blah blah blah. What is our impact of this election? I assume uh, uh, Everybody's slavery was ha- abolished. I believe there was an eman- uh, emancipation declaration. Yeah. And, uh, Not much we, happened in We between. moved on to the assassination of McKinley <laughs> as the next major event of uh, American history. If only. Yeah. If only. Obviously, this election is interesting when you start looking at the electoral co- uh, college votes divisions, the divisions between the Demo- uh, Democrats, Northern and Southern, the kind of role of Bell and the constitutional unionists. And the desire and the focus on Lincoln campaign only northern states, the impact of this election is overwhelming. Uh, the southern states, uh, core of southern states, secede immediately from the union, yeah. followed uh, by uh, several others to a total of 13, I think, southern states seceding from the union. Uh, and Lincoln's desire to maintain the union um, initially, and then I think afterwards, I think the desire to end slavery uh certainly was a factor but i think it was initially more uh maintaining the union leads to one of the largest well it lar- leads us to a civil war and one of the largest conflicts in american history i think it's the largest conflict in yeah american history. i think in terms I mean, of in deaths, terms of, so, it's, i mean considering that you're, you're counting american deaths on both sides yeah, yeah. it's huge actually is it, it is it does it, how does it, it is, compare to it is. world war ii it's a lot it's larger i think is it? yeah and which is impressive when you think obviously it's americans fighting americans but when you think of the population bases involved and the weapons involved, it's it really speaks to the carnage that the American yeah. Civil War was. Probably one of the first uh, wars of modern industry as well. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, because I mean, the the Northern Army, the, the the Federal Army that emerges out of that, probably could have walked across Europe. Yeah, like, it could have I mean, defeated like they, any European yeah, they, army. They had at that probably time. created the best army. Like yeah. I always wondered about that, and I and I don't know that it's actually true because I mean, like the the new model army created in the English Civil War, yeah. was was actually turned into a, a pretty impressive organization. But I think it's more impressive politically than it was militarily because at the same time that the English Civil War was going on, and England was, and they started out as being absolutely terrible at war, mm-hmm. particularly the parliamentary side. But at the same time as the English Civil War was going on, the Thirty Years' War was going on. Right. So it's not like Europe was, was short on war experience. No, but, they but, had tons of yes. it. Yeah. 19th century, I think America invented modern war. Like America yeah. invented the, American the war Civil War that would sort of culminate the, in World the, the, War One. Exactly. The yeah. war of like, because up, up until from 1865, like the end of most of the fighting yeah. uh, in, in the secessionist states, 
until 1914, you had no shortage of conflicts. Yeah. America was in a Spanish-American war. Uh, they were all the very wars short, of, though. The Indian Wars, uh, yeah. for lack of a better yeah. word. I use air uh, quotes yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, a lot of the colonial conflicts that Britain was involved in through that time, and then the Boer War, and then, and then the South African War. Yeah, but and then the, Prussia was involved in a bunch of quick uh, wars. Absolutely, but, I but mean, they, you're right; they were yeah. never they were never pitted never a and, battle to the death, and, like know, this, an existential and, conflict. And the and the and the mobilization of an entire industrial economy exactly. to one purpose. Yeah, you know, for an, for a period of five years. Uh, so I think we've gone, we've ended up morphing this podcast about a civil war podcast. Which yes. I don't think we're talking let's about. Not, let's not do that. But that, I think, speaks to the impactfulness of this election. Uh, it led directly <laughs> to the civil <laughs> no war. No one's going to deny. Yeah. yeah. That, it that. led directly to the civil war starting. Yeah. It led to the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Uh, first, the Emancipation Proclamation. Yep. Also, then, the 14th Amendment, which we talked about. That's right, too. Yeah, that's that, right. That's 1868, I believe. Two constitutional amendments um, flowed from this election. And and and, in so, and some would argue a division between North and South that culturally, socially, has probably never resolved itself. I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, so, I mean, I think it highlighted a division. The division was already there. Agreed. I mean, I, I agree. That, I, think it, I agree with that. I think it gave a new voice and a new oh, level, absolutely. a new and, level of of violence and resonance. And resonance. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, so so. I mean, like, God Almighty, we, we're going back to it. But you know, look at like you know, was it Charlotte's Charlottesville? Yeah. Uh, you know, like the 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 monuments to the the yeah. Southern generals, Southern generals and stuff, which, which Breckenridge ended up becoming. So what's interesting is when he. Uh, lost the election as a Southern Democrat. He didn't actually run as the Confederate president. Jefferson Davis did, of course. Breckinridge ended up becoming a Southern general. Uh, Bell yeah. uh, went back to Tennessee, uh, who seceded from the Union. Yeah. He sort of quietly observed that and made no comment on it whatsoever. And of course, Lincoln led the Union to eventual uh, reunification and victory of Northern forces. Fascinating time, my man. I think we have literally covered two and uh, I out think five ish. Yeah, I think we should gonna we're gonna call I it think here. We're good for this. Call week. it here. So uh, turn in, turn in, tune in, tune in, tune in, download. One or <laughs> Whatever the other. you're gonna yeah, do. However, however you like to do it. You know, <laughs> let your freak flag fry. <laughs> freak freak flag fry. <laughs> let your that let works. your freak flag fry. I'm gonna edit that. <laughs> and uh, come on we'll back see next, you next week. week. We'll hear All a right. few more top elections. Good night, everybody. All right, let's pause.